there, and thank you for tuning in to the Occlusal Table. I'm one of your hosts, Taylor Jackson. And it's your girl, Jasmine Clyde. And the one and only, Bradley Eway. And today, we will discuss all aspects of health, what wellness looks like, and how we can make decisions in our everyday lives to become more healthy. Let's get started. Well, today, everyone, we have, we are so delighted to have two special guests. Yes. Yes. Drum roll, drum roll, please. (laughs) (laughs) Our Blueprint classmates, Brandon and Arkea, welcome. Yes. Welcome, welcome. (laughs) So, Brandon and Arkea, let's just hear a little bit about yourselves. Okay, I guess I'll get started. Uh, hi, guys. <laughs> My name is Arkea Hayward. Um, I'm a D2. Um, I went to the Xavier University of Louisiana, and now I have the pleasure of being at Meharry, my lovely classmates. Hey. <laughs> and I'm Brandon Davison. I'm a D2. I went to Georgia State University, and I'm a member of the Blueprint as well. So Yeah. <laughs> All right, give it up for our guests, okay? <laughs> All right, so um, to kick off this main discussion here, um, what does wellness look like? Um, because wellness can definitely look different for everyone, uh, definitely when it comes to defining what health and wellness even means. So um, what, is, what is y'all's definition of that? Well, <laughs> I think it's a it's a balance between mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily like you going to the gym. That's sure a component in everything, but it's about eating the right foods, making sure your spirit's okay, reading some books if you have to, wellness books, and just overall happy well-being. Because if your health isn't good, your well-being isn't good, then you're not good. Your whole body balance will be off and everything. For sure. I I definitely have to add, um, emphasize the spiritual component of wellness. Um, You know, so often we like in dental school, we're going to face trials and tribulations and in life as well. And you have to be centered in something other than the right now. You know what I'm saying? So um, really elevating our spiritual wellness just keeps us like in line so that we can better deal with um everything that we're going to encounter so that's that's a big part for me yeah and i agree with both of those points it's really more of just physical wellness and just an overall well-being and being healthy and feeling good so whether it's physical um spiritual just being happy at work or mm-hmm. and also just emotional wellness like if you you're not in the right headspace or mm. you don't feel good about yourself about what's going on with you then it kind of just has a uh, an effect on everything else you do so it's just making sure you're okay that's why I mean a lot of times you see a lot of like um mental awareness websites and things that come up on tv on uh, the internet when you're searching so it's, it's just really important especially right now with the emotional, we all going through it the right. entire world going through the pandemic <laughs> Know, that we've never been through in our lives. So the emotional is very important. And, you know, check up on your friends. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's been a little rough for everybody, but we're going to get through, y'all. Because it's all about energies, you know? Mm-hmm. So, because it's just like, if I'm putting in all this negative news, I'm putting yep. in, you know, all this mm-hmm. sickness, like I'm, I'm taking all these negative things in. So the only thing, I mean, we all know from science class, you know, energy is, not created nor destroyed it's just transferred so it's just if we're taking in negative energy then we'll be putting out negative energy so just like what you know everyone has said try and do some things to make you happy focus on the spiritual focus on the mental put in some positivity you know yeah look at good news networks (laughs) you know something something um, that makes you happy and internalize that so that you can put more positive energy um, into the world because we need it more than ever. Oh, that's right. I remember um, Bradley was telling me a story about, um, I think a scientist or something. Remember Bradley? It's like they had the two canisters of like water or something, right? Can you talk about that? 
Yeah, the rice water test. So yeah. what they did is that um, they had two cans of water with rice. One water, they, they kept saying, I love you, right? And the other water said, I hate you. And so then they put it in the freezer. Then you start seeing that the different lattice structures that the ice made when it came to the I love you water, right, was pure, clean, like distinct, right? Bad. But when you saw the negative water, it was distorted, right, to such a point that if you have done it for a very long time, you actually may even see like mold, right, on the rice itself, right? Mm. So when people say that like it could be something in the water, I think but of course of course but it's like I think this whole um pandemic has been a, a, a huge like emotional test if you could actually keep you know your sanity because a lot of people I feel like this showed a lot of people they're not really as well as they think they are. And so when people are now coming out to be just like, okay, I think I now see a better of myself because since I have now been quarantined, I have been alone with my thoughts. I can now see like, okay, these are the things that I need to keep on doing to keep myself in check. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's that's very important. I know um, for sure, like um one of the things I kind of did to stay grounded during quarantine was I made a different vision board you know at the beginning of 2020 everyone was making these vision boards whoop de whoop but everything that's been going on just kind of shows you you're not in control mm-hmm. right? that's important for us because we love to be in control oh we're gonna be doctors once you relinquish control and understand that you know Life is going to go the way life is going to go. <laughs> yeah. then, you know, you kind of humble yourself, sit back and just try to, you know, try to take a step back and kind of see how to move forward. So that that's really important. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Um, so then I guess then also the next uh, topic, I mean, I know, Arki, you talked about vision boards, but what made you want to take that, make that decision or make that change um, towards becoming more healthy or incorporating wellness practices into your lifestyle? Um, just because, you know, I feel like, you know, we all, we've been in school for, <laughs> I can't even count. I mean, a long time. <laughs> Whole life. <laughs> Forever. And it's kind of like, Health is a new wealth, you know what I'm saying? So it makes no difference. It, it makes no sense for us to put all this time into trying to be successful and trying to like build wealth and we're not around to enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, diabetes, uh, heart stress. disease. Stress. stress. It's taking us out left and right, you know. And freshman year, I... I was so depressed. <laughs> like I did well in school, but it just, it just, it knocked me out, y'all. <laughs> I gained like 20 pounds and I had to like really sit back and just be like, you know, this is not a life. <laughs> so, you know, I had to make better decisions so that I can move forward in this journey because it's not ending. You know, we're always going to have a test. We're always going to have a certification, you know, and if you get too bogged down, it's every single tribulation that you're going to face. You're not going to come up out of it. (laughs) So take care of yourself first. And the day's trouble is going to be the day's trouble, but you just got to get through it. You know, Mm -hmm. that's so true. Cause first year it's like, I was never this far. I've never been this far from home in like ever. So it was, it was pretty difficult being away from family and friends. But, um, once you establish like your friends here and you, you are all going through the same thing, you get some sort of comfort that you're not alone in this because it's just, it first year in school, it's a lot for everybody. We had 42 credits and we would go all day long in anatomy lab and uh, lab and just things we had to do all the time, always a test to study for. And like Arkea said, we're always going to have, we're always going to have certifications. We're never going to not have to study for something. Don't stop. Like, don't stop. Yeah. So I just, um, the vision board, making a new vision board, that that's such a good idea because you Mm -hmm. see 
your progress, even in, if you made it in January, your progress from when we started the quarantine in March. So that, I think that's such a good idea to get a new vision board out there and see how far you've come from, from January one. So I think that's really awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So then, um, even like mental wellness and everything like that, like, uh, when you just mentioned, like, as far as depression and everything like that, um, freshman year, but then there are even people handle like people handling depression now or people handling abuse now, like, um, during this quarantine time, not having a safe home to go to, um, it's just like, how, how am I trying to put this? Like, um, what kind of practices I guess can they even do to like try and have positivity in those types of situations? Because it's during, I mean, because we, we have to be stuck. Like we have to be home. Um, different people having to come back home or not really going to a home exactly. Um, just a house. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Like, how can they even use those practices of positivity during these times? You know, um, it's always something that people don't wish to talk about. But you will be surprised, like, how many people are willing to just listen, mm-hmm. you know. And that's kind of one of the things that at first I was kind of like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. But as I started to become more open, like God will put people in your space. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. to help you in some kind of way and you just don't know it. Yet. Yeah. Um, so being vocal about it, um, finding things that you actually enjoy when you start to feel down. Uh, I know for instance, I used to like dance. So, you know, I would just get in the mirror. Oh, yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I would get in the mirror oh, yeah. and do my eight counts. It's like, boom, turn my band music on. Just what, whatever it is that you can find that you enjoy, maybe try to pick up a new skill, like just trying to channel the bad emotions, you know, go outside, let the sun touch your face. Even when it's raining, I love to go outside and just stand out there and kind of get like wet for a minute, you know, just to feel, um, just to feel something and feel better. So, uh, kind of like being vocal about it, um, and just trying to trying to shift that energy to like a bigger light, a better light. And it's going to take time, but eventually you feel, you feel so much better for sure. Weight lifted up like, some sort of, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, sure. I can agree even more. I think that listening skill is like a one to the T because I feel for all of us, those difficult conversations are something that we all need to do to actually move forward. And I think it also helps people realize is that like you're not the only one going through not right. Right. Correct. People believe that it's just like, dang, woe is me. All right. I have gone through this type of, you know, struggle. But they're not realizing that like the person who is standing next to you have may have gone through such a worse struggle than you, but they're actually dealing with it in such a better time because they just know that, like, okay, I've been through it. You've been through some stuff. Okay, cool. Let me hear you. Right. I'm here right. to live. Right. Of course, you know, doing all these things is just like, man, especially during this time, I have not actually, I have actually seen more people actually sitting down to be just like, hey, what you doing today? Yeah. <laughs> like literally, because it's just like, just literally just sitting down, just be like, okay, let me just hear you out. Right. Let me just talk to you. Boom compared to how it was beforehand. Like, you know, because we're all close with each other. We're moving. We're just moving all day. Mm-hmm. Right. We got to do those mental health check-ins. We do. Completely. <laughs> it happen because if you don't, then that's how we burn out. Because sure. stuck in your own thoughts for so long, you don't have no outlet, right? It could mm-hmm. be a very thing. So it's just like, you know, be an ear to somebody in need. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I completely agree with what Arkea and Bradley are saying. Right now is such a crazy time because it's something that none of us in our lifetime have ever experienced. You know, as far as we've been along, we penicillin and medicines and 
bad things that can cure pretty much anything, but this is something that's completely out of the scope of modern medicine, which is surprising. But just, I guess one of the biggest things is, I know pride is a, a thing that gets to a lot of people. I mean, some people yeah. are dead, which is a good thing, but just knowing that it's okay to let let go of your pride and reach out to people and let them know you need help or for a minute. what you're going through. Right. Because like Bradley was saying, there are other people that are probably going through the same exact thing as you. Kind of like in class where professors ask, does anyone have a question? We all sit down and we're quiet. Then one person <laughs> says, oh, I don't get it. And they're like, oh, that's fine. I know it's probably like 10 other people. that They always say that. <laughs> but didn't say anything. And you know, it's just the truth. And sometimes like this, just reaching out Mm-hmm. For us personally, I know one of the things that the way I try to like think about things and make it rational to me is what would I want Taylor, Jasmine, or Akia, or Bradley to do if they were in my situation? Say I was, um, I didn't have food or something like that. Would I want them to not have food and not reach out to me as their friend and say something? So it's kind of like, then why would I do it? <laughs> like, yeah, taking it at like viewing from a different perspective. Right, because it's kind of like, I guess for lack of better words, it's hypocrisy to expect other people to reach out to you for help. You want that, but you wouldn't do the same. Yeah. Anyway, so. mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, there's there's a lot of bad in the world, but there's so much good. So just focusing on the positive. I mean, we're alive. Food is food. Be, is is water is water. Heads. That's right. Right. <laughs> We're healthy. Right. And and even while on the topic of, you know, mental wellness and everything, uh, I know we brought it up in a previous episode is talking like talking about handling burnout um, in dental school. So Brandon, Ikea, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Honestly, it's my um, it's my support group. Um, I feel like there's not one person that I probably couldn't call on in our class for something. You know what I'm saying? Like when you have people that are going through the same things that you are going through, as well as like people above you, you know, has already been through and experienced it. Um, Just trying to get insight. Like, you know, what does this look like? Is this normal? Am I tripping? You know, which it it is very normal. Um, (laughs) It's some days that you just have to take a step back and have that personal day. Like, yeah, I know I got a quiz, but <laughs> okay, I, right. I just can't do it right now. Like, I'm gonna go to for my sanity. <laughs> exactly for my sanity. I'm gonna go to the thrift store and I'm gonna put a little piece together. You know, I'm gonna sit down and actually cook instead of going out to eat. Um, mm. that's key. Um. I'm going to try to drink this gallon of water today. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. just take those times where you feel yourself like I can't do any more and just really pour into yourself and fill yourself back up. You know, Mm -hmm. for anybody who's ever been on a plane, they always tell you, make sure your mask is straight before you fix somebody else's. (laughs) I stand by that a thousand percent. I got to make sure I'm straight. Y'all not about to, y'all not about to kill me. (laughs) 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 No. So really just pour, like pouring into yourself, whatever that looks like. If you love plants, go buy you a plant. And then you can say That's killer. (laughs) (laughs) You know that's me. (laughs) A house plant does make me feel better. I have a lot of them. Yes. Yeah, no. <laughs> I I knew that was coming. <laughs> but um Arkea kinda hit it pretty much exactly exactly how I would say it. You kinda have to look out for yourself first. And I know that might kinda sound kinda selfish, but it's when you really think about it, it's it kinda makes sense. Um love thyself before you can love others. Right. Or how, how can you love somebody else if you don't love yourself? It's kind of like how, right. how one of our professors, um, <laughs> it's funny, one of the first stories he told us, he was like, I'm going to teach you all empathy, or sympathy, one of them. He was like, um, if you, he's like, 
I try to teach you all that as students because you're going to be future healthcare providers for these patients. It's like if if you've never been loved or never had tough love and have, have anybody to care about you, how can you love somebody else and care about them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, he, he had a good point. Like, if you don't know what that looks like, how can you show that to someone else? Mm-hmm. I mean, just... So it's it's a really big component in just everything. Like, if, you, if you're not all together mentally, which is okay not to be, but... I mean, just being honest with yourself and just trying to get there because it mm-hmm. it affects everything else you do. If you if you <laughs> are upset or mad or just depressed or sad, then you might not want to eat <laughs> a meal. You might not want to go outside and go running and be healthy. You don't want to go talk to patients. Right. <laughs> you, want to to <laughs> you wouldn't be on Zoom with these ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's big. It's, it's big. You just have to. It's okay to need help for self-care. It's really important. Absolutely. Self-care, hence why uh, we take so many days off watching movies right now. <laughs> like, I deserve to binge this three seasons. <laughs> These three seasons. I deserve it. I deserve it. Show. I love a show. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, but you guys really did... Um, make a great point like how can you pour out of an empty vessel you know so it's like if we're always if we're giving like us being in the healthcare professional field or us being involved as leaders that we are um even uh being social you know so if we keep on pouring and pouring in these different areas of our lives you know we need time to say okay stop no i'm not gonna go out with you guys today i need to fill myself up you know, so I I definitely get that. Definitely. Even though I could quarantine, I'm going everywhere. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, yeah. No, no. Ditto, because oh, we know. I'm trying to catch flies. I'm coming. <laughs> no, really, I am gonna go everywhere at the moment uh <laughs> and things start opening. Right, so staying safe. safe. Yeah, I still it's might wear a mask everywhere. Pardon me with the mask on, but um, <laughs> um, but I guess uh, a next area of wellness. You know, we talked about filling ourselves up, but not just in a um, psychological type of sense, but an actual physical sense. Um, with actual food. So, yes, Lord. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> our nourishment. So, um, let's let's talk about food, you know, organic, uh, GMOs, um, the different types of diets out there. So much food. Okay, so as far as all of the foods and things go, you know, there's GMO and um, fair trade cocoa and all those different types of things. Um, I mean, it's, I, well, I guess I should start out with some, with some background information, first of all. Uh, Please. (laughs) (laughs) It's 2020. (laughs) I've been a pescatarian for four years now, so, and I've switched in between then. Like a a few months ago, at the beginning of the year, there's a, Dang, I forgot the name of the documentary. It's a really good docu- documentary on health. And um, it was by a guy who was an MMA fighter and he ended up like having significant injuries like to his knees, thinking to his ACL or something. He was trying to find out a way to recover faster. And the way that he did it was he looked into different foods and just different ways of exercising. And he realized that food like a lot of meats and stuff have like inflammatory is it game changers that's it the game changers that's a yeah, good one. yeah that you. one was really good it's good trust me mm-hmm. but um i just talked about a lot of different things about health and just that people don't know because a lot of times they say if you knew better you do better but if you don't know nobody tells you then how, how would you know to even right. try it so, <laughs> I watched it. I encouraged a couple of my classmates to watch it in January. It was actually pretty good. Like you can get a lot of your proteins, complete proteins, by combining different grains, legumes, you know, just dip nuts and things together. And I know people. Their biggest worry a lot of times is 
how do I get protein if I don't eat meat? But one of the, <laughs> the quotes from the documentary was that cows and ox and all those mm-hmm. things don't and people always talking about talk about strong being strong as an ox. ox. <laughs> right. How do you get strong as an ox if you don't eat meat? <laughs> right. <laughs> so I mean, just being a pescatarian, I, I decided to do like because um, I was an exercise science major. I took nutrition, and we just talked about different things and just like omega three fatty acids and things that boost your HDL, your good cholesterol, and kind of lower your LDL. Um, I'm from Georgia, the middle, smack dab in the middle of Georgia. So, you know, in the deep south, comfort food is a, a big thing. And <laughs> vegetables are always vegetables when you have a pound of, quote unquote, boiling meat in them right. and cheese yep. and stuff like that. So <laughs> I'm just trying to be more conscious of what I eat. Incorporate a lot more vegetables. I still eat fish. I might try vegetarian again after this. It's all over. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and um, for me, I watched the same documentary this year. And I also watched What the Health. Oh, yeah. That was a big one. That was like, that started like a whole vegan movie. Oh, that's a war. Oh. <laughs> it had me shook. Okay. <laughs> like, Taylor can tell you, like, I just went cold turkey vegan. I was she like, did. I it. was just like, you don't want to transition. She's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God, this is killing us. You know, and it makes so much sense. Like, no matter your uh, race, creed, um, whatever the case may be, everyone is still suffering from all of these chronic diseases and illnesses. Mm-hmm. And you look at what we all have in common, and it's the American diet. Mm-hmm. It's It's terrible, you know. And so I was just like, you know, what's the point? Like I mentioned earlier, like, what's the point spending all this time in school and whatever, just to finally retire at 60 to be taking 16 different medications a day? Because, you know, like that's not a life that you're supposed to live. And everyone knows, like, we have so many mechanisms in our body that kind of like repair itself all the time. So it makes sense that with nutrition our body will just repair itself so i've been now i'm kind of like a flexitarian Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i'm kind of like oh i'd be strictly plant-based on the weekdays but then i might dabble a little bit on the weekends yeah Um, (laughs) flexitarian lifestyle okay i used to do that year too yeah and then maybe like a chicken wing on saturday night (laughs) people might not think that's a real word but it is a flexitarian it's a real word it's a real word like Like, semi-vegetarian basically yeah it's been very difficult, you know, coming from Louisiana, uh, you know, we get down. Mm. <laughs> get mm. down. And I'm like, I miss my seafood, girl. I'm not a crab yes. ball. Like, right about the same. <laughs> <laughs> but I, um, the goal by the end of 2020 is for me to be like full vegan. Um, no animal products whatsoever, not even cheese and eggs. Ooh. And I've been following, um, this lady named Tabitha Brown and other, you know, vegan bloggers. Mm -hmm. And they show you like different substitutes that you can use, like more whole food based. Cause I know some vegans, you know, they do like a lot of processed meats and stuff Mm -hmm. still. And that's not, that's not ideal. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. And it's, um, it's something I'm striving towards, man. Mm -hmm. I'll get it. I'll get it. It's pretty hard. Support you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Keep us posted on that because I um, shall. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like what um Brandon and Arkea said. I guess like I claim, you know, pescatarian, but I guess I'm kind of more of a flexitarian because I do <laughs> like to eat chicken sometimes. Like, you know, chicken. some wings or yeah. Chick fil A, something. Um, yeah. Maybe like once or twice a month, I'll give it. Um, but definitely more pescatarian. I'm trying to have more plant-based meals and things like that. I've been dabbling in some vegan options, not to be vegan, you know, and stuff like that, but, you know, just to have more plant-based options and stuff like that. So like, um, making, uh, but I, I think I'm also 
doing more like paleo. Um, so that's basically just like more meats, um, uh, fruits, vegetables, and not too many like grains and stuff like that, like breads and pasta. I haven't been eating too much of that over this quarantine time because I know I will truly become a potato. So <laughs> I truly, I will, because I, I, I mean, because I'm not able to move around as much. So it's like yeah. when we're on campus, at least, you know, I can be like, okay, I can have this bowl of spaghetti because I'm burning it, walking to and from campus, walking up and down the stairs and, you know, stuff like that. But here Mm -hmm. I'm just, I feel like I'm just walking to and from my kitchen. So it's just, (laughs) you know, it's not, I mean, I'm working out too, but at the same time, it's not as much um, calorie output as I would if I was actually in school. So I'm trying to do more paleo stuff now. Um, focusing on my fruits, vegetables, and some uh, fish and stuff like that while in this quarantine time. Because we talked about that quarantine 15. I can't, I can't gain that. Rebuke it. Right? I, <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> That's too funny. Oh, man. I am a true omnivore. Eat <laughs> anything, but um, without a doubt, who's it was key that the American diet come completely garbed because I think the abundance of meat, especially that meat that is um, over-processed, definitely not only lowers the you know quality of that um, food product, but it also does more damage than good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when it comes down to like Eating wise, like I had to limit the amount of meat that I usually eat, and my classmates already know that I could I could eat, and so <laughs> <laughs> like we're talking like people, they were like, oh no, no, I'm talking about full two chickens, you know, a steak, a whole set, and a cup of water, like you know, it's cool. but even though eating so much meat, like you definitely see um, increasing fatigue, malaise. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't feel as active as you were because you're eating a lot of uh, you're eating a lot of more products than you actually really think that you are right compared to other countries which is more of like either grass-fed literally like straight out like i could see it like i shot it down with an arrow (laughs) 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 right like it's but no that's just the rule that's the the truth like i think especially now being in school I'm forced to be healthy because if mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not only setting the example for people who are looking at me, mm-hmm. but also for my own health to practice. Like, if I cannot show anybody else that it's like, yeah, for you to live long, be prosperous, right? You have to be healthy. I can't do that for myself. Now, all I'm doing is just, you know, digging my own grave. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. It's like a cardio th- uh, thoracic surgeon smoking cigarettes. Like, right. bro, what are you doing? <laughs> You'd be surprised. Saved another one. You'll be surprised. And like, I know I have this argument with a lot of people and they're like, well, you know, meat is not bad. Da, 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 the Lord did this for us, whatever. But it's not necessarily the meat that's bad. Like Bradley said, like it is overly processed, you know, mm-hmm. Big pharmaceutical companies pump these um, these animals with all these antibiotics mm-hmm. and just all this stuff to, um, I don't even know. Yeah, but, just, I mean, but to produce yeah, no, more, right. to, to overproduce produce more. Stuff, yeah. I mean, because you have Thank to have y'all. supply, Thank meet y'all. the demand, take it back to economics, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I said, like, um, the size of meat that you're supposed to eat is, like, the size of your fist. Yeah. Right? And so... If this is how much meat you're supposed to eat, and then you see, you know, what we're actually being served on a natural daily basis, it's just like, wow. Right. Like, you know, <laughs> I've been to Dallas Barbecue. Have y'all seen the chicken wings there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Listen, once once we're done with the recording, right, just go to Google and look at Dallas Barbecue wings. They are so huge. And it's like, wow, what are they putting in these chickens and we're putting this in our bodies we're consuming this stuff that's the scariest part because you know i love me some bacon i love me some (laughs) don't do it i noticed (laughs) it's hard um 
uh, during the school year, I really was plant-based during the week. And then, you know, got me a little Chick-fil-A sandwich or something on a Friday night after the week was done. But Mm -hmm. I really, after giving up the meat really during the week, I felt so much lighter. I had so much more energy for being in lab for a long time. You just feel light. You feel good. Skin clears up, and, mm, and especially if you're drinking a lot of water with it, you are good. Then you drop weight, you drop your little gut, you know. Right. I mean, <laughs> believe me, right? <laughs> come down, and then it's, even with our key, it's like, girl, you lost so much weight, like you can just slim. She did. Down. She did though. No, no, I can't. You gotta talk about that. Like, how, how many pounds? Uh, thirty-eight. Thirty-eight pounds. This. I'm so proud of her for that. Yeah. That. Your diet can do something as drastic as that. And what a yeah. great opportunity to look at it during quarantine while you're home, right? You can get mm-hmm. all the stuff and be in the comfort of your own home and, you know, work out and get your little walks in during the day. So real cool. Yeah. Good job, Arkea. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> but uh, even then, like, Arkea and Bradley brought up a good point, portion size. Like it's not even then it's like it may not be bad to eat this kind of, you know, even if you do get like the organic you know, little chicken fillets and, uh, you know, those like, uh, you know, the little, you know, if you want some filet mignon, something like, but even if you do get the grass fed beef and stuff like that, like it's portion size. So, you know, we're so accustomed to like having like meat take up half the plate and then vegetables is like a little side For dish sure. like, no like it needs to be the other I'll way around, around. The i know that's the worst around. part my man Ooh, they, cook they falling off the plate like no come on <laughs> dang i gotta do it one time for the one time i gotta eat a stack of ribs and I, I, i'll go back to portion size okay <laughs> <laughs> i'll go but even then, um, I mean, I guess this is kind of like off topic, but on topic, but like obesity is like a huge thing Jump now, right. especially like in America. And that's yeah. like and in the babies, y'all. Yes, childhood obesity, even like it's it's real, you know. So it's like if we're not taking it on for ourselves and us being young and establishing those habits and stuff like that now, then what would we expect from our children? Whenever okay. that comes 10, 15, 20 years from now. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> but people you know, are in the hospitals, like 25, 26, obesity, overly weight, right. pre-diabetic. It's like, it's this is real. Absolutely. The hard part about that, though, is that if you if you grow up where you're eating all this fried food and everything, that's all you know. and. Right. You not have the opportunity or the funds to get the healthy foods. Like we talk about the food deserts all the time. Yeah, That's yes. Some of the parents can afford, it's cheaper to get what a uh, whole chicken than like, I don't know, just say like a whole bunch of spinach salad. Like a huge spinach salad. And I it don't goes know. bad too. Right. Exactly. You so can freeze some chicken breasts and some chicken tenders, yeah. you know? It's a really deep conversation when you talk about obesity, childhood obesity, especially if you just can't have any access. And, you know, that's part of our mission here at Meharry to mm-hmm. um, worship God through service, right, to mankind. Right. So, mm-hmm. And then trying to elim- eliminate those barriers to care, you know, that we always talk about in class and everything. That's right. Thanks. For sure, because I know for like, the average working mom, you got to look at these communities where the mom may have like four kids, you know, and she's at work, you know, the older uh, child has to kind of like watch over the young ones or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to opt to get food options that are more processed, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that it can just be something like quick and easy mm-hmm. for the older child to, you know, do mm-hmm. so. Their refrigerator probably looks like, you know, it doesn't have like, apples and all this because it's more expensive when you have more mouths to feed mm-hmm. as opposed to getting like a pack of chicken nuggets or you know pack of french fries and that'll feed everyone for you know so it's just um going out to these communities man and you just, like enlightening them um it's, it's gonna be real it's gonna be key but even then right. that's also why like um i know our kia we talked about it like community gardens you know, yes. like it's so important for the like it is so important to like, you know, look for community gardens or even like establish one um in your own community. So Yes. Hopefully we're gonna we, get on it. 
you right about to say hopefully we can do that you know during this before we graduate like that's that's for sure a goal i'm i'm we're manifesting it is going to happen yeah, yeah. absolutely right, bring it to life yes speaking life on that idea that's for right sure. we're gonna make it happen hungry for knowledge we're giving you the munchies okay so this article comes from um cnbc and it is uh titled how the next generation of doctors is being impacted by coronavirus so i know we keep bringing up you know COVID 19 but it, it really is real out here and we do need to discuss um yeah. the different uh fields um career fields that it's impacting um but the article uh in a summary reads um, around the world healthcare professionals are putting their lives on the line to combat coronavirus now the next generation of doctors is preparing to join the fight cnbc spoke to medical students to see how the coronavirus is impacting their education in their lives so um the first topic of conversation is talking about uh what it's like to go to medical school online um and of course, you know, we've talked about that in our past couple of episodes, even for us as dental students, um, taking classes online and how it has to be more of our didactic courses. And we are more, we are a hands-on field. So for us to not be in the labs right now, um, we're yeah. definitely, definitely taking that kind of hit. And it's the same way for medical students as well, uh, because they are involved in clinical rotations. Um, their third and fourth year. They're assisting doctors in watching procedures um, during their medical uh, school um, matriculation. Um, the next point is a canceled commencement. Uh, you know, we always talk about the fourth years, um, medical students, dental students, uh, even seniors in grad school, PhD, um, master's programs, high school students, uh, colleges, um a canceled commencement of course that's not something that is ideal but it's something that had to happen um and you know of course our hearts go out to all the seniors out there yeah. um yeah. and we want to do our best to even celebrate you um so please send us your pictures and everything so that we can post you on our page because we know it's not ideal but we definitely want to celebrate your success with you um, the next point in the article is wide-ranging volunteer efforts. So there are medical students that found creative ways to support the battle against the coronavirus by like finding certain supplies, collecting them, uh, raising funds. Some are babysitting and um, even some are donating blood during this time um, wow. to help volunteer during this, uh, and of course, Meharry, you know, we're, uh, we have students out there volunteering as well um, on our campus. Um, but then the last, the last point in this article uh, is just saying how the next generation of doctors, um, like how this virus, how this pandemic is influencing academics and, um, how we go about cla the classroom and the curriculum uh, in the future. So that that's basically the entire article there. Um, before opening up this discussion, I will say like uh, I had a conversation with my mentor last week even, and he was just saying, you know, Taylor, like I know you want to be a dentist. I know that, you know, you've been wanting the stream for as long as I could remember. But he's like, is this still a field that looks appealing to you? Um, because from all of the letters that we've been receiving from the ADA um, and everything, how uh, dental office, a lot of dental offices had to be closed during this time um, because some of the, and we were only taking emergency appointments and elective treatments and elective surgeries, those had to be postponed. So it's just like, we don't know the impact that this pandemic has on the field of dentistry overall, um, because it's going to look completely different, completely different. So what are you guys' thoughts on just the future of 
dentistry after this, you know, post COVID-19 and even just what it looks like um, for the next generation of doctors, which is going to be us. Wow. There, it's so multi-layered because we, this is a new normal we're going to be living probably for the rest of our lives. And to go from, I don't think we can remember a time before Corona. We can, but then it's like, you still have to take these precautionary measures. Even when you step outside to take a walk, you have to like clean up and make sure you wash your hands thoroughly and just wipe off your groceries when you go to the grocery store that we probably never had to do before. So I just think the field of dentistry, it's, it's changed forever, honestly, because who knows what type of PPE we have to wear, who knows what type of shields we have to get. And then making sure that your patients are coming in who aren't ill, who don't have a fever, that's going to be another layer added to this, making sure your hygienists are safe, your dental assistants are safe, the front office staff are safe. So it's just so many new implications that we're going to have to deal with. So, you know, I just think moving forward, um, I think the ADA is doing a great job keeping us updated with um, what what forthcoming information that we're going to have to take into account. So it's just... It's crazy to think about how much, even in dental clinics, when we're in clinics in a few months, that's totally going to be changed also, especially if we have to keep um, being socially distant, right? So it's crazy, y'all. So what are y'all thinking? I mean, and just to add on that, there are, there are 33 million people draw unemployment, you know? Yes. Um, Yeah. Dentistry, like it's always, it's, some people count it as like a luxury or something like that. So just think about the people who are out of work that can't even afford it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people going forward are going to try to get food on their table, establish jobs and things like this. So even when the clinics do open back up and we're in a lower income community, who's to say that patients are even going to walk through the door? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And what does that look like for us even finishing Dental if we don't even have requirements and patients, like it just it's it's a lot of uncertainty that we are about to encounter, and it's really going to change everything. Like moving forward, like this is nothing is going to be the same. So that's why everybody, I can't wait for stuff to get back normal. This is going to be the normal. (laughs) I hate to you know I hate to be a Debbie down or you know, but that's real. That's the honest one because I think this has been a try of people actually seeing that like the risk that it goes through, especially this type of common crisis. A lot of people like now not now see like the importance of like hospitals or just health and just in general. So now going forward with all these years, I think it's it's gonna hurt the people who are trying to come in. Because I've seen as it's like, damn, I'm going to try to be a doctor, right? I have to go through a But a lot of people really don't know. It's just that that's what you already signed when you say that you want to become you know, from the jump. And so I think when it comes for us, people who are already in school, I think we already know the jump. Like, we just know it's like, damn, we have to finish out regardless. But if this is the new normal, so be it. But for the people who are coming in, they need to realize that this is that like if you're going to become this, if you're going to grind for this, right? If you're going to truly achieve it, then it's it's no going back. It's like if you're about it, about it, because it's like just like what Key was saying, the patient pool that we're going to uh, try to pull in has now even decreased even more, right? But it's the price for our services going to change. Who knows, right? Is it going to be a huge like inflation on prices out to this normal practices or this normal corporation practices who knows right it's just it's it's scary but it's just like we're gonna have to get yeah i mean and even to add on to what you two were saying the patient pool will pretty much expectedly decrease just because people are out of work don't have insurance or like if you spent your savings Honestly, $1,200 for a lot of people, if you have kids or a family, you don't have a job, really doesn't go a whole lot for you. So if you're spending into your savings or if you didn't have any savings, you're just spending all the money you had to like 
for the essentials during this time, then more than likely when it ends and we get back to whatever the new normal is where you possibly can go to to the dentist, that might not, probably is not going to be your priority. So the, then you have to look at us as a school, we, we kind of reach out and try to serve the underserved. And then a lot of people still go to dentists. Like we're still populated in Nashville and surrounding counties and cities with a lot of dentists. So they see patients. If their patient pool decreases, then naturally they're probably going to take from our patient pool and try to reach out and like grab more patients from other places, like expand their marketing and bring more people in. So it's just kind of like just dominoes falling. So it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it all works out because one way or another is going to have to work out. But I mean, you just, like we were talking about earlier, it's just staying positive and you can control what you can control. Like, like our kid was saying. Right. right. Pretty much it. Yeah. Word of mouth is a segment of the show where we break the ice, have some fun, and allow our listeners to really get to know us. So our first sub segment, it's a new one, nothing but the tooth. (laughs) Um, So this is basically where we're going to share some of our life tips. And I feel like this topic, especially, um, we're definitely going to need all the different types of tips out there so that we can add some wealth to our health okay so um what are some tips that you can offer our listeners Mm. one tip i have is kind of you know being self-aware and that can go for like environment um just being aware of like what's going on with you um I know a lot of times we get caught up in like the day-to-day activities and responsibilities and stuff and you kind of don't feel things changing, but um, just kind of take a, pay closer attention to get to learn yourself during this time. You have nothing but time so that you can be aware of yourself. So when you feel yourself getting like off centered or something is changing, you can kind of like step back and recalibrate. So I think that's, that's a big one moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that it's something that I always heard growing up and it still just resonates with me pretty much all the time. It helps keep me centered, I guess you could say. Um, pretty much, you know, life is just ebb and flow. You go through good times, bad times. I mean, things happen regardless. And you just have to try to find a way to be positive about it and go through, like move forward. So. Um, the the thing that I always heard growing up was quote unquote what the old people say well, like, <laughs> just keep living like there's there's nothing new under the sun it's it's the 21st century mm-hmm. whatever you're going through whatever you've been through whatever you have to face and like adversity you might have to go through somebody more than likely has done it before they've been through worse they've been through something similar so I mean mm-hmm. you can communicate with people but you're not alone or, it's it's not it's new to you, but it's not new. Like just mm-hmm. like like when you're growing up and you do something that you thought you were being slick, and your parents know you did it. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, we were your age once. We know, so it's, right. it's like one of those. Because mm. we never fun. think of like our parents being young or our grandparents yeah, right. being young. Right. I know, <laughs> like you guys what? were young. You just came out the womb old, exactly. right? <laughs> they do as I say, not as I do, right? Because they right. know that before. <laughs> That's a really good one, Brendan. Though, and I just think it's good to um, focus on the day's tasks instead of mm-hmm. focusing on what you're going to do tomorrow, what you're going to do next week. Because if you don't focus on the day, then it's like a whole day wasted almost. So I like to make, um, uh, uh, not, not study chart, um, a to-do list, a to-do mm-hmm. list. Right. But I used to make to-do lists the day before. And then I'm like, that makes no sense. I mean, not to be morbid, but I, I, I might not be here tomorrow. So it's just like, you, you never know. You never know. So I just make a to-do list for the day and then leave that at that. So I think that's one good tip just to stay focused. 
Yeah. Uh, for me, I think it'll be uh, what my dad has always told me, right? Suffer now, enjoy later. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, uh, that, like when I first heard that, I didn't get the full context of it because I was like, as a kid, you know, you're, that's the best moment in time that you're just like enjoying yourself, right? Oh, what? I got cartoons, so I got playgrounds. I remember the swings. What the, it, the swings? You yes. know what I mean? The tire swing, right? right? What? But when I actually started getting to school and actually working on myself, I started to actually see the difference between, um, what's it called? What's this? Um, delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, growing a plant, you know, first it starts as a seed. You're not going to mm-hmm. get the fruits from it immediately right it takes time you need to Mm -hmm. understand the burden of that plant right understand Mm -hmm. like you have to take care of it Mm -hmm. nurturing right and then once gotta go through the dirt (laughs) and once it comes out and blooms right it's more rewarding because it's like dang i know where you were i I understand now and so that you could just pass on that knowledge to somebody else like that definitely um I think I'm I'm sure I mentioned it in the previous episode, but um, just like how I mentioned earlier about like inputting more positivity and everything. Um, I put my mantra up on my mirror uh, and I have that uh, in the morning. So I guess if there's like sticky notes or even like a uh, expo marker and you want to write on your mirror, just some something positive so that you can start your day, then um, I feel like that's a a great way to start so that you can, you know, start high and hopefully keep that same momentum. So um, um, that's definitely a nice little wellness tip. <laughs> oh, more life one. tips? Yeah, another one. I would definitely also say develop a thick skin, right? Be able to accept constructive criticism. I think today and age, right, America has become so PC that if somebody says anything, right, somebody always takes offense to it. Mm, right? yeah. And, you know, as just a normal person, there's going to be things that you're going to say that, of course, you know, you're going to regret. But the consequence behind it, somebody actually may just really be helping you out, but you may be seeing them as this, a negative Nancy. Like, like for us for school, you know, when we're grinding and doing our thing, our professors are tough, but they're tough on us for a reason because they know that once we graduate, it's like, we're no longer under their care. It's just like, mm-hmm. it's on you. You know what I mean? And it says, being able to take what life hits, right, and still keep on moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep and moving forward. Keep just, moving. To, just to add what Bradley was saying, that's a really good point. It's kind of like, um, that's my thought trying to thought um what doesn't kill you makes you stronger so i mean you you go through things and they kind of make you better pretty much (laughs) like it you you try to learn from your experiences like good experiences and bad experiences like it's a bad experience and it's like well i know i won't be doing that again (laughs) you know next time that that worked okay i should start studying a week ahead of time instead of two days before like so I mean, just learning from everything you do, even when you like talk to professors for us and stuff like that. Like they yell, they say a lot of stuff, and and it's all with good intentions for the most part. <laughs> Some of it you just have to know to have a a thick set of skin and be able to take some stuff with a grain of salt, and then be able to listen to it. Like regardless, just listen, be respectful. If you don't want to like take it to heart, then walk away and be like, well, I just wasted 15 minutes. <laughs> but it's cool. <laughs> I mean, you, you just move on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and our next segment is What the Floss. So we're bringing that back. Uh, and of course, those are Would You Rather questions. So we have from here. Would you rather... Ne- huh? I was hoping some fire. Oh, yeah. I mean, I hope so. I don't know. <laughs> it's just random questions I Googled. So, <laughs> would you rather never be able to go out during the day or never be able to go out during the night? 
I mean, that's so, I, I, I'd rather just not go out at night because I don't. Me do too. Me too. I, you need the, the day, the sun, just mm-hmm. yes. liveliness, right? Man, that's true. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's hard. That's what actually are day quite... parties for? Hello. Right, day parties. <laughs> day parties. <laughs> You're right. Okay. Would you would you rather never lose the TV remote again or never Oh, never watch another commercial? I will not lose the TV remote. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I what? Girl, your little mics, your table in front of you. Never That's what I put it right me. there. That's the same place I put it. So I don't want to see no Still commercials. <laughs> in the crevices of your couch or something, y'all. <laughs> Man, sometimes I disappear completely. <laughs> That's why I, sometimes I watch Netflix over Hulu because of the commercials. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hulu yeah. commercials. Yeah. And this is this is kind of a weird one. Would you rather be born with the trunk of an elephant or the neck of a giraffe? Elephant, me, baby. <laughs> wow. <laughs> why, Akia? Of course. <laughs> You say why? Yes. Because I'm a deal too. I'm just playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want no big old long old Nick. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk later. Gotta work on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> At least in my trunk, I can pick somebody up and throw them if you just you know <laughs> get them. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Man, yeah. I don't know yeah. how I feel on it. You know what I mean? Exactly. I any door, any door becomes a hazard now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a limbo everywhere. Like yeah, I would, I would take the trunk of an elephant. Yeah. I think I would too. I agree. <laughs> okay, the last one. This is this is a weird one too. Would you rather have no eyebrows or just one? <laughs> None. Girl, yeah. I don't have none. <laughs> I'm about to say, girl, we can get them tattooed on. We can, you know, right. do a little stencil right here and just shade it in. Right. I had eyebrows at the beginning eyebrows. of the show, and girl, they must have wiped off. Or <laughs> <laughs> Are you ever gone to hibachi and then they do the big flame thing? It's like, ooh, watch oh, yeah. my eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I it would be like so embarrassing when you get mm-hmm. cute and then like when you get home, you like now nah, I know you lying. They know you know. Yeah. No, I yeah, I would do the no eyebrows because just one, that's just nah. That's weird. Yeah, one eyebrow is a little too much. Yeah, I, I could I could draw on too something. <laughs> Got to now. Draw correctly. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's always already a way of life for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are going to be wrapping up with our closing remarks. So, Arkea, Brandon, any farewells? Um, we had great discussions today. Um. Thank you all for including me. I really felt honored yeah. when Taylor was like, would you be a guest? I was like, me? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I really do enjoy talking about health and wellness. And um, it's something that in the future I would love to like push um, just to get more people conscious and talking about it. Um, yeah. And that's, pretty much it thank you guys for the invitation this was fun yeah and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'd like to say thank you as well for you know texting me and asking me to come on i appreciate it and i guess my to wrap it up for me just be positive and stay safe I mean, it's crazy times but we'll get through it we just have That's to right. do what we can to look out for each other if you're a dental student keep your head up you're looking into getting into dental school and keep your head up. These are good people to talk to. So it's it's kind of ironic how when we go to conferences and just see other dental students from different schools, we all pretty much go through like similar experiences for the most part. Like we're, dental school is in different states and places, but 
same issue. So you can talk to me. That's another thing. Facts. Well, um, I mean, I definitely appreciate you guys being on the show. Uh, had so much fun. It's this always great. fun. Yeah. yeah. It's always fun. I felt like a celebrity or something. You are. <laughs> Got you on here. <laughs> okay, so you know I like to close out with something Uh-oh. to make you guys smile. I don't oh. know if this was super funny. Here, come on. You got, you got, you got. It. Come on, uh, sell it. Give it, sell it to me, Taylor. You got oh it. no, this was not that funny. You gotta do y'all. it. You gotta do you it. You gotta do it. Suffer uh, through it. Okay. Well, we're gonna we're gonna see. We're gonna see how this went. So, why did the Scarecrow win an award? Why? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm out. Because he was outstanding in his field. (laughs) 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 bad. See, now I had to be a nice. I'm telling you, I'm running out of jokes, y'all. I'm running out of gas. This this is uh <laughs> I'll try and find some more, but we'll see. <laughs> I love a good old laffy taffy joke. <laughs> right. <laughs> Man. They got some fire ones too. Yeah. I just need to buy a bucket of those or something. <laughs> yes. Like I know I I read one one time. It was like, what did one casket say to the other? And the answer was like, are you coughing? What? Like coughing, like coughing. Oh, we can't have that in this day and age. Yeah, not now. <laughs> okay. Oh, geez. Um, so I like to close out with a little motivational quote from the Buddha. Mm-hmm. And that is the secret of health for both mind and body is not to mourn for the past, not to worry about the future, or not to anticipate troubles, but to live in the present moment wisely and earnestly. Oh yeah, that's good. Man, that was mm-hmm. beautiful. But hey, for everybody out there, please stay flossing and keep flossing. Yes. If you like what you hear, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Occlusal Table Pod for more updates on the show and be sure to give us a shout out. Want to ask a question or give suggestions on topics that you'd like to hear? They email us at the occlusal table podcast at gmail.com. We love to hear feedback from our listeners. So don't forget to leave a thumbs up, five stars, and a review on whichever platform you're listening on. Well, that's all we have for today. So until next time, this is. The, the occlusal table. table. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get it. It's like it's okay. All right. <laughs>